Hello and welcome back to How We Roll Podcast Plays Two-Headed Serpent. It is finally here and we are getting ready to start the next chapter and send all our characters to Oklahoma. My name is Jojo and tonight I'll be playing Charles Blackstone and I hope my accent's going to be a little more consistent than uh, the last episode. <laughs> but I'm making no promises. <laughs> um, I'm joined here tonight by four more incredible players and obviously the incredible Scott Dorwood so we'll do a few more brief introductions and a bit of a recap just because it's been a few weeks since we've played and then on with the show so let's start off with uh, Dave welcome back to the show Dave how are you and uh, who are you playing tonight I'm doing all right I'm a little bit flabbergasted we are potty training yay (laughs) (laughs) but uh, other than that I'm fine and I'll be playing Bart I'm assuming that does involve children Yes, it, it involves my two-year-old right. daughter. Oh, okay. <laughs> the context seemed important. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant Bart for a second. Yeah. I was like, this is... <laughs> You've just done this whole thing about consent in gaming, and I'm not sure if this is the direction I'm comfortable <laughs> No, this isn't the extended cut of Team America. So, moving swiftly on, uh, welcome back to the show, Corin. Uh, how are you? And, uh, who are you playing tonight? Hey, Joe. Uh, I'm good. Uh, I am... Uh playing Ethan tonight, a South African big game hunter, as you know, pet Greg, all that stuff. I have no idea what we're doing. We're going to Oklahoma, aren't we? Yeah, very um, excited by the new mic. That's very cool. Hopefully it sounds good. I don't know. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. we recording this. We'll see. Oh, no. Yeah. And next up is Aaron. Welcome back, Aaron. It's great to play with you again. How are you? And as if I need to ask, who are you playing tonight? Hello there, Joe. Yes, it's good to be back. I'm I'm here playing Spencer Randall. Surprise, surprise. And full disclosure, apart from knowing that it's in America, I have no idea where Oklahoma is. Now that you say that, <laughs> I'm sure we, we all know exactly where Oklahoma it's just, is. Just, just casually we? having a look on Google Maps. It's, it's just, so. just, <laughs> just north of Texas. I thought that was Arizona. Further further uh, east. Um, and, and our brand new player, welcome to the show, Camille. Uh, how Hi. are you and who are you playing tonight? I am well, thank you. And that was a good choice of word, actually, because I'm playing Jane Farewell. <laughs> Ooh. And with the brand new mic, so I'm quite excited by editing the audio this week. Yes, hopefully it'll be much nicer than last time. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Because... <laughs> and welcome back to the show, Scott. Yes, thank you very much, Joe. <laughs> yes, I, I, I am quite excited to be starting with the Oklahoma chapter. It's going to be a real change of pace, I think. Well, I'm assuming it's going to be a real change of pace. Let's see what you actually do. <laughs> Have you warned Paul about what we're about to do to his beloved Oklahoma baby? Oh God, no, no. Let's let's let it take him by surprise. <laughs> um, are you okay to do a bit of a recap? Yes, of course. So last session, you had a mission briefing about your new mission. Um, this was an unusual briefing in that it was actually conducted by Joshua Meadham himself, the head of Cadesius who came along to the meeting along with his man Canning, who sat there and glowered at everyone, while Joshua Meadham told you about this... um, Yeah, this sect that has arisen in the town of Bingham, Oklahoma. Uh, It is uh, apparently some kind of cult of Yig. And they have, they are being led by this very charismatic preacher, the Reverend Cornfield, who does broadcasts on a radio station out of Oklahoma City. 
and the, this is how they came to the attention of Cadesius. Joshua Meaton wants you to go along and find out exactly what these people are about. He is concerned that they are blasphemous in some way or dangerous in some way. You, or at least some of you, realize that Dr. Gonsalves was very uncomfortable with this, and when Gonsalves gave you his own follow-up briefing, where he played you some of the recordings, he sort of half-explained you didn't get the whole story out of him, but he seemed to have a, a very strong difference of opinion with Joshua Meadham about what exactly these people represented. He seemed a bit more sympathetic towards them. And then, before you all bundled off to Oklahoma, you, or rather Spencer, went off and had a little chat with Dolores Parville, who is the personal secretary to Joshua Meadham, who had hired him in the first place to investigate the disappearance of Rose Meadham, Joshua Meadham's daughter. And, yeah, the conversation got a little intense, and... Yeah, Spencer managed to get her to drop her guard a bit, at which point she expressed some reservations about the kinds of people behind Cadesius and how nervous they made her. And that's where we left things. So we haven't left for Oklahoma yet? Not yet. Are you, I assume, are going to stock up on any equipment you need at the stores. Uh, we won't go through the details of that unless you're going to do something completely farcical, like take an aircraft carrier with you. It's not really that important. Is that an option? No. I believe... No. no, no, no. We did discuss... Mm-hmm. I, I believe we did discuss uh, in the last episode if my memory serves me, that we wanted to bring uh, motorcycles and dynamite and dynamite. Well then, while Spencer is off talking to Dolores Parville, you do have a last opportunity to sort out any bits and pieces that you want to resolve before you head off to Oklahoma. Uh, So I'm going to assume that you're going to pick up any supplies that you need, things like ammunition and weapons and stuff like that. Uh, you've arranged for the charter of the aircraft already, so is there anything else that you want to sort out before you leave the Caduceus offices? Um, I think that Jane would be interested in listening to this record again. Are you going to be doing this with any of the other player characters, or are you just going to go along to Gonsalves' office and listen to it by yourself? Um... I don't think I'm going to be particularly secretive about it. So anyone else who would be interested is is welcome along. But obviously I'll just be like, because when we heard it earlier, people were kind of chatting and trading to listen. And I was just like, oh, it's just so annoying. So <laughs> it's like, if you guys can be quiet, all right? <laughs> well, I, I'm making no promises, but I speak a bit of that Nakao language. It's like Chinese, one. It? It's got those funny symbols. Nakao? Would Jane have heard of Nakao before? Or is this just completely new to her? I'm trying to kind of figure that out. You could give me an occult roll. Okay, we can give it a go. (laughs) Yeah, I doubt I'm going to be able to do anything with that. So I don't think I would know Uh, at all. It's all very new to me. Um, Well, I'll tell you what, if if you want, you could try making a hard education roll as well. So roll against half of your education stat. Okie dokie, yeah. I'll give that a go instead, because that's 
probably still better than 0.5%. So. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, oh. Yeah. That's a D20. Nailed it! That's a D20. Oh, did I do the wrong thing? Oh. I have not nailed it. Sorry. <laughs> I was just about to week. say that was yeah. an extreme success. <laughs> yeah, hang on. It's a D100, isn't it? Sorry, I'm too used to playing D&D. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> 100! <laughs> I get brain damage. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, yeah. You. You. Jane have, is uh, not feeling well, it. Well, I'll tell you what. I, uh, does Jane speak any other languages other than English? Um. Oh, I can't remember if I went for Spanish in the end. One second. <laughs> I don't think I did in the end. No, just English. Okay. Oh no! Wait, sorry. I have thirty-one percent in Spanish. Well, there you go. You, you, you're you're fairly convinced that at some point you've heard Spanish referred to in some dialects as Nacal. So obviously, this is the same thing. It's a dialect of Spanish. So yes, I mean, with your education, you you surely speak it. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Ah, yes, uh, the uh, from from the Nacal region. Yes, yes. See, see. Okay. <laughs> Let's give this a go. <laughs> so I okay. walk confidently back into Dr. Gonzalez's offices. Yeah, Gonzalez will happily set up the gramophone again for you. Okay. Jane is As I ready. see her, as I see Jane, um, I assume like taking out a notepad or something, try and write it down. Uh, are you going to tra- transcribe uh, what's being said there? Well, I'm, I'm not really uh, that overly familiar with the Nikal dialect, but I'm going to give it a good go. You know, I've got a rudimentary basic understanding, so... Oh, oh, really? Perhaps, perhaps you could assist me. Uh, where did you learn the, the, the language of the snake people? <laughs> <laughs> she sort of wonders, did uh... you just mispronounce Spanish as snake? <laughs> I've not heard of it. Really racist. Yeah. What? <laughs> what have you got against Spanish? Oh my goodness. Uh, it, it's not Spanish at, at all. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm afraid if you're going to try and transcribe an ancient language older than mankind itself using high school Spanish, you might find it a tad difficult. That's right, but it's Chinese, isn't it? I know. <laughs> uh, like for, for Jane's benefit, these people are clearly idiots. No, I really wish I have I have forty in Chinese. Can I quickly Google some Chinese swear words? <laughs> Bites, I have forty in Chinese. <laughs> I was about to say I do actually know how to swear in Cantonese, so I can teach you if you'd like. But uh, but no, no. So let's move on. Perhaps. Um, Perhaps if I, I try and... I mean, I, I must admit, I, I didn't understand the meaning, but, but I do have some small, um, very small ability with uh, Nicole. Perhaps if I uh, speak it out loud, you could uh, transcribe it in uh, the phonetic alphabet? Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, we might have to make up a few new symbols. <laughs> uh, some of which I... All of which I will mispronounce <laughs> because of the lack of a forked tongue. Well, you know, there's always room for new consonants. <laughs> so, um, if you'd like to each give me a listen roll as you're listening to this game, this does qualify as pushing the roll, and something will definitely happen if you fail. 
Um, 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 no. <laughs> also, no. Oh, what is wrong with my rolling today? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I'm cursed. So, you, you're both listening intently to this recording. And, yeah, some time passes. Uh, at the end of it, yeah, you... Neither of you actually really have any memory of having listened to it at all. The words have just washed over you. But th there's something just sort of itching away in the back of your brain now. Uh, if, if anything, it's this almost intense desire to just get moving. Uh, you know, the others are, you, know, you can see the others over on the other side of the room talking to people and you know, there's all this talk about motorcycles and stuff like this. But this is all slowing you down. You, you need to get to Oklahoma as quickly as possible. Look, we've tried to give it a listen. No idea what's Ooh. going on. Just get me a gun and let's get out of here. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, oh, I completely blanked out there. Reminded me of church on Sunday. Uh, yes, let's... Let's... Ah, guns! Armory. You say you want to go to the armory, but if you spend time in the armory, that's just getting in the way of getting out there to Oklahoma, to the source of these recordings. And I, I, I don't know, that's really driving you. I mean, you can try to act against that, but yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be hard. I'm torn. I really want a gun, but I also just want to leave. <laughs> what would I roll to try and convince yeah. myself <laughs> that arming myself is a good idea? I think arming yourself is the uh, best yeah. idea, especially if you're obsessed. Usually Jane's all about that, so this is very strange for her. <laughs> hey, Ethan, where the hell are those two going? I thought we were going to... Hey, wait, Bart! Uh, uh, Jane, you need to wait for us. Where the hell uh are they going, Ethan? If you want to try to hold this impulse in check, you can make power rolls to, to do so. Okay. Hard success. I'll it's give it a I think I'm good at. <laughs> I'm not very powerful. 38 versus 90. I got oh. 19 versus 55. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, so almost an automatic... Almost on automatic pilot, you'd, you, you, you caught yourself, you, you'd walked over towards the elevator, you were just getting, you know, it's like, without even thinking, you, you were heading, you know, getting ready to go out of the building, and you've just managed to catch yourself in time, and you've, you've realised what you were doing. That might be a bit unsettling. Yeah, I almost didn't quite remember how I got there. Yes, so, uh, oh, oh, yes, uh, must hurry, must hurry, but first, guns! Definitely <laughs> we, we guns. Need you need to, I, 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 I look forward to introducing you to your first. It's always very special, the first one. Oh, darling, we've all had a first. <laughs> Let's go. Can <laughs> Charles turn over to Ethan and go, can they even see us? I mean, they, they just ran on by and now they're chatting around. Like, is this like a class thing? I actually, do, I don't think they, I think they're, they're really in their own world right now. We're just too posh for our own good. <laughs> I don't understand the I'm, language I'm they're decide, speaking. I'm trying to decide how far I want to take this first thing. Oh, you don't want, to be, you don't want your first one to be too large. Oh, honey, for me, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> but also, I just feel like we dropped into a carry-on film. Oh, <laughs> large one. <laughs> carry-on film set in a shooting range or something like that. Carry-on banging. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you just to kind of stock up on whatever weapons you think your characters would want. Okay. Well, I don't I, think it's particularly I, interesting to, to have you go on a shopping trip at the moment. So I would yeah. like a two-seater uh, anti-personnel tank. No. <laughs> <laughs> when we're in the armory, I just want to go over to the... What's the Master at Arms called again? The... Um... Uh, Philip Connors. I mean, Philip Connors is more sort of internal um, quartermaster. He's not really the weapons master, but you know, because you've made contacts with him, you know, if you need any favors, you can always get him to pull strings for you. Hey, uh, Phil, uh, we're we're heading out uh, to the uh, to the Rust Belt. I was just wondering, do you have like a, a motorbike, uh, maybe with a little sidecar that we could uh, put in the put in the plane with us? A motorcycle, in, in yeah, an, you know, in, like a bike but with an engine in, in an airplane. Sidecar next. You're, you're, yeah, you're going to take a motorcycle in an airplane. Well, I'm not going to drive it around between the the seats and stuff. Well, I tie it down and stuff like with the cargo. But I want it for the when we're in Oklahoma. And then Ethan comes up behind him and puts his arm around him. We want one of those bikes, you know. It doesn't matter what we put in the plane anyway. This guy here, he's going to crash the plane anyway. Who are you talking about? I'm not going to crash no plane. You're one for one. <laughs> I didn't crash a plane. I saved your asses. <clears throat> You'd be oh, dead if it wasn't for me. I mean, maybe, but you can't really prove it. <laughs> are you alive? <laughs> Proved it. There you go. Well, how about this motorbike? <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, yeah, Connor says, I can make a call or two. Yeah. Uh, you want something, what, delivered to the airfield? Yeah. Yeah, um, with a little tiny, tiny sidecar, with no footroom at all. Isn't that right, Ethan? <laughs> no, 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 we want the bigger one with the more footroom. <laughs> For Greg. <laughs> yeah, we need to have enough space to have my Greg. Hey, no, wait, you're going in the sidecar. <laughs> well, I'm driving and then, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I'm driving. Hang on, is there anything on a sheet for a drive motorcycle? No, it'll be fine. It'll be Could fine. I don't like need to look. Two, two motorcycles with one sidecar carried between the two for Greg. I drive one, you drive the other. And then How about this? How about one motorcycle with two sidecars? One on the left, one on the right. Excellent. I like your <laughs> thinking. We, Perfect. Can we fade to black? <laughs> <laughs> Way ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so unless anyone else has any other last minute business to sort out shall we cut to um that was in the evening so it'll be the following morning where you are meeting at the airfield ready to go off to oklahoma uh now charles is flying uh, what, what's charles's plan are you, are you well, okay. I kind of imagine that after the meeting building, everyone kind of split up and went their own different ways for the night. So whether whether it's to a hotel or somewhere else. And I feel that sort of Charles turns up about half half an hour late. That was the point where everyone's kind of waiting for him and he sort of emerges. I quite like the idea of maybe even driving his motorbike, <laughs> which he kind of skids to a stop outside the plane and shouts at someone, hey, stick this on the plane, just tie it to the back, it's fine and um, just sort of stomps up the, the cockpit without really saying hello to anyone and absolutely stinking <laughs> of booze. Jane okay. is full of confidence. Can anyone else, apart from Charles, fly a plane? Nope. No. Fantastic. I think Aaron can drive a plane. 
<laughs> I'll give it a good old Spencer try. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just put out the base stat for pilot is 1%. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'll give it a good old Spencer try. <laughs> How much luck do you have? 99. <laughs> a one-time deal only. So what is your plan? Um, where are you flying to? Uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that sorted out. Is there a bigger airfield? Hmm. I'm pretty sure Oklahoma is them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they call it fly, fly, over, fly over country, right? That's would, the... would we need to stop somewhere on the way, maybe? Let's well, let's do it in let's do it in in character, maybe. So mm-hmm. uh, so that we sort of take off and it's the the plane is like bouncing along the wrong way and it sort of careers <laughs> into the sky, and then when it levels out, Charles comes out of the cockpit and goes, <laughs> "Hey everyone, hey." Um, I don't think I asked anyone. Where do you actually want to go? Like, I, I'm going to Oklahoma. I know that much. But and then he sort of runs back and just straightens the, uh, the steering. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did anyone bring a map? Do we have a map? I got, I got maps and stuff. But what do you want to do? Do you want to go like right, right into it? Do you want to go to some like you know field outside Oklahoma? They've got like farms and stuff. I'm sure I can park this thing. Uh, did they mention has has a specific location inside Oklahoma been mentioned? Like Oklahoma City or Bingham. Bingham, Bingham. That's where the preacher is meant to be, right? That, yep, that, that's what you were told. I can fly to Bingham, that's fine. Right, but I've been thinking about this. You two, in fact, you three, any points at Spencer, you three are, are like intellectual types, and you're different from, from us, us, sort of the earth. And what I've like read in the papers and about, about Oklahoma and this Rust Belt thing, it's, it's we're not- going to fit in and you're not. So I I suggest we split up. We all go on our on our merry way and maybe go and you know be worshippers of Yeg or whatever and say we've been called by this radio thing and and you do it in a different way and then we'll meet up somewhere in the middle. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I I am an archaeologist. Uh, Jane. Well, if it works, it works. Uh, can you string a line of bullshit, or do you need to be my secretary? <laughs> I'm nobody's secretary. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, oh, uh, <laughs> don't worry, I'm very adept at stringing together bullshit. It'll be fine. Excellent, you'll get on fine here. Uh, it's just outside Oklahoma City, uh, in, in case you needed to know. What? Um you see that um, Charles has got a bottle in his hand, <laughs> looks over his shoulder. Yeah, I know where I'm going. I know where Bingham is. Everyone knows where bloody Bingham is. It's here on this map. And he sort of waves papers in the air. <laughs> it would be better if you take out a compass and he goes, it's this way. <laughs> I mean, now, they, there's a good point. I mean, this is not a major town. Uh, considering you seem to be doing this half-assed, I do want some kind of navigate role off Charles. I'm going to say that's half an ass more than usual. I'm going to look at the map. Hold on, Charles, show me that, show me that. Hold on. Um, I think... I think it's... I think we're going the wrong way. <laughs> I know we're going the wrong way. I rolled 78 versus 60 on my navigate. The fact that you appear to be flying over the Atlantic Ocean at the moment is probably a bit of a giveaway. <laughs> Hold on, give me a second. Let me try and correct that, Rob. Bart just sort of 
gets out of his seat, walks back towards the cargo area. <laughs> Jane, if she looks back, just sort of sees him digging through some piles of equipment. I mean, you just see various odds and ends, like sheets and boots go flying. He just comes back, snugging into to, to, to a, a parachute. Like, uh, milady? <laughs> he passes Jane one. <laughs> Thank you, Dissa. <laughs> So um, I've, I've looked at the map. I've got it sprawled out, and uh, I've just I've, I've taken some dice and rolled it on the map, and, and I got a four <laughs> <laughs> out of a potential <laughs> out of seventy. So that's a, definitely a success. Um, Charles, we're going yes. here with the dices. I, I, I know where we're going. We're going this way. No, no, no. We're going. Look, give me that. Actually, I can't fly. Don't give me that. Look, right. <laughs> right. you show me. You point me in the right direction. Look, right. just you tell me where to go, and I'll, I'll okay. fly. You see this compass, right? When this needle Walk comes over. over here, right, then we're going to be going in the right direction. Okay. <laughs> now turn. Okay, Charles just like launches it to the right, and the plane just <laughs> turns completely the wrong, wrong way out for a second. While well, it does a very you know banks to the right yeah. all the way around. I think someone should do a luck roll, luck roll to make sure that his motorcycle wasn't trashed. Greg's <laughs> <by that motor>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in that motorcycle. <laughs> Um, one thing, though, <laughs> with that role that Ethan does notice is that there's nothing on the map indicating that Bingham has an airfield. Mm. Yeah, so we're just going to land on one of their many fields. It's going to be just fine. No, we can't do that. That's just madness. Right. We'll get shot, surely. Right, we're meant to be subtle. We're meant to be coming in here as, you know, well, me, you, as these, like, hobo cultists of Yig or whatever, like, you know, worship the Lizard King, you know, all this stuff. We can't land a fucking plane right outside the church. That's just going to give us away. <laughs> but, like, okay, so, um, according to this map, I think there's an airfield over here. Um, right. Just lead the way. I'll, I'll drive us wherever. So, how far away is the, is, the, is the nearest airfield, Scott? Yeah, I. You can probably find an airfield in a town, maybe twenty miles away. Um, it, it depends really what your plans are. If you want to, perhaps take the train in to look unobtrusive. Uh, you, you could land somewhere like Oklahoma City, but that's like fifty miles away from Bingham. Um, you could go somewhere closer, or I mean, you could you know potentially land somewhere in you know the countryside outside Bingham and walk there. But you know, it, it it really depends how you plan on doing it. I think. Oh, if can we totally jump on the back of a train like hobos? Yeah. But what about a motor? Again. What about a motorbike? I'm not. I'm not willing to let go of the dream just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Aaron, what does Spencer uh, want to do as well? Because obviously we've we've kind of split the party. Um, who would you most feel comfortable with as a character? So I already thought it was going to be said that I was going to go with Bart and Jane. That was just uh, Charles mouthing off. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I I thought that was the plan. So uh, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to go with whoever. In the interests of survival, I think it would be best if uh, Chiefen went on their own. This is the last chapter Chiefen will Our, our survival. Is that <laughs> not, not theirs. Right. We don't have to give up our motorbike. We put the motorbike on the train. Ah, exactly. All right. But do they have the equipment? I'm sure they do. It's never, never all right. The issue is, is how we get a motorbike on a moving train. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> I think we have to go off the bridge. <laughs> Don't worry, sir. I have a cunning plan. That makes one of us then. <laughs> so Charles shouts back, Right, you folks out back, we uh, we need a choice. We can land in a field somewhere outside Bingham or you can land in Oklahoma City. If we land in Oklahoma City, you got to get to Bingham. Uh, Bart, Bart kind of looks down at his clothes and says, uh, perhaps Oklahoma City would be best. Uh, a, a change in attire to better blend in might be in order. You don't say. You might consider changing as well. I don't think uh, the Hobokens would generally dress as, well, whatever that is. On the other hand, you know, that, that insistent little drive in the back of your head is telling you that that's just going to slow you down. Do we have to roll another power check? <laughs> yeah, if you uh -oh. want to, if, if you want to do anything to delay your journey there, yes. <laughs> okay, because I think that Jane's thinking again, just like with like uh, ammunition makes sense. However, <laughs> it's like well, going to Oklahoma City makes sense. However, <laughs> so. can, can I just point out that Bart is wearing a parachute, so there is a very quick way you could get there. <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out. There. Jane is feverishly putting hers on as well, not really thinking about it. Like, oh, it seems like a good idea. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I'd like to roll a power check to see if we can convince ourselves to go to Oklahoma oh, City. Oh, because, okay, sure. I mean, Jane thinks, logically, <laughs> it'd be better if we did that if we were then going to split up and make our way. So, can give it a go. All right. We're just getting back. Okay, I rolled Ooh. a 57 against 80. So that is a success. Twenty-one against fifty-five. So that's a success. Woohoo! Okay, so so yes, you, once again you managed to shut out that sibilant little voice hissing away in the back of your head. Nice. <laughs> I love this as a mechanic where you have to, you have to fight to fight the narrative. You must roll against it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally it's like fighting soft, the GM. <laughs> like, like soft soft rails for the the beginning. Get to fucking Oklahoma already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jane's very happy to go to Oklahoma City. If everyone's for 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 my reference sake, where where is Jane from? Uh, London, darling, Kensington. Okay, so it is. So where do you want to go? <laughs> uh, are we are we dropping you off halfway? What do you want to do? Oklahoma City will be fine. I I don't need to jump out of a perfectly good plane as long as you don't. Shall we say stick the landing to uh, literally? Agreed. Why the hell are you wearing a parachute, Bart? That I only crashed one plane, and that was an accident. <laughs> so you admit it. I, I just find them you terribly comfortable. And, and you must admit, it does fit my ensemble. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means, but I'm sure I'm sure you're right. What, what is your ensemble? I'm trying to picture the characters. and Very 1920s height of fashion, so probably um, you know, pinstripe, dark gray suit. Uh waistcoat nice she has the leather cap and the big old flying goggles and the big white <laughs> scarf as well no that i'm not the pilot i'm the dandy uh, my character is essentially crocodile dundee um, <laughs> with uh, an open shirt and a crocodile as a pet <laughs> and uh charles is the, have you seen the big lebowski at the end where there's the cowboy that gives the dude advice <laughs> yeah that that's Charles. Nice. Okay. Well, Jane is. Or if you've seen the ranch. No, I haven't. <laughs> um, I I guess Jane is kind of 
in some ways the the female double of Bart. She also looks very dapper and is wearing a suit right now. Um, <laughs> she does wear dresses sometimes, but it's just not as practical, you know. Doesn't really to be speak fair, to her. So does Bart. <laughs> oh, Jane knows Bart, that. <laughs> that's the only kink I never imagined Bart having. No. <laughs> <laughs> And what about Spencer? How does he dress? Because I, again, I kind of imagine like a noir detective kind of thing. Think Dick Tracy, less complicated. <laughs> yes. yeah. Nice. Yes. I also feel Fair. like cool. Spencer Randall is the only character who would play or kill another character without thinking. <laughs> <laughs> There's that kind of cold-blooded noir to it. Anyway, we'll go. <clears throat> nice. He's like it had to be done. <laughs> So it's going to take you, I mean, including the stopovers and, you know, refueling and a few breaks for Charles to sober up. It's going to take you a couple of days to get to Oklahoma City from New York. I mean, during that time, you do have the chance to read the notes that Gonzalez gave you, if you want. And Jane, of course, will have the actual induction pack that all of you read before, uh, which she can read as well en route, which gives you a bit more of the background of what Caduceus's real mission is, and all the background about the Inner Night, this you know secret organisation of these ancient serpent people who have supposedly risen up to... Uh, pose an existential threat to mankind and how Caduceus's mission is to prevent this and to try to save mankind from destruction at their hands. Uh, So it gives you you quite a lot about the history of the Serpent People, about the old Volusian Empire that was based on the continent of Mu, which is now lost, uh, how the civilization went into decline after religious conflicts between the worshippers of Yig and the worshippers of Sarthogua. Um, and yeah, loads and loads of more background on various aspects of the mythos and of serpent people. So lots of useful stuff. So. Okay, and I mean. Oh, sorry. Sorry, the, the basic line is that Caduceus are not. They are fans of Yig. Well, it well, doesn't actually. It doesn't say that in the briefing pack. It it skips over yeah. the whole. You know, high level members of Caduceus are serpent people and worshippers <laughs> of Yig part. Yeah, none, none none of that is in the documentation you have. Okay, so I've only really heard that from my uh, fellow travelers. Yes, no, we've not yes. told you that either. I don't think. I think I was there for some uh, stuff. Oh, you were when. Um... Yeah. The, the meeting in the filing room, yes. Yeah, so Jane's pretty uh, confused <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> she's not quite sure how much to believe uh, these, these this group of strange men she's found herself with. <laughs> <laughs> in the filing room, this just reminded me, Charles cut his hand. Is and How's that healing? Is there any, like... Yeah, well, it's scabbed over now. I mean, it's you've you've had to bandage it up a bit, and it certainly proved quite um, quite a detriment actually for your flying because your your mobility in your hand isn't great at the moment. So just operating the instruments is is hurting, and every now and then blood is seeping through into the bandages. I mean, luckily, it doesn't seem to have gone septic, but it's going to take a little while to heal up. Do you want me to make a flying roll? No. 
<laughs> no, no, because I remember how the last one of those went. No. Scott, thank you. This whole episode would just be about one thing. Yeah, yes. <laughs> if you, it, just in one sentence, you could just say, roll to fly. <laughs> last time, how the next last, 30 minutes goes. Last time Charles made a flying roll, he knocked the wings off the plane. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, we were being attacked by, like, demons from the sky. <laughs> yeah. And we all arrived alive. <laughs> Well, yes, True. if you put it like that. True. And I think I rolled a one on my pilot to save, literally save everyone and not, not TPK it in the first episode. of also like a, just Private Johnson, right? Yeah, yes. He survived. Rest in peace. Yeah. So each one of you who are reading the notes um, gets one point of Cthulhu Mythos and you gain 1d6 skill points in uh, Nikal. So, do I have to do I have successfully and library use or something? One max sand. It's going to be a bit more difficult for Charles, but you know, if you are stopping off for an evening's rest, you could spend a few hours you know, on the two evenings you stop off reading through these notes if you want. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what is it? One d six Nakal. Yep, and one mm-hmm. point of Cthulhu Mythos. I have twenty seven Cthulhu Mythos. <laughs> I know it. It irks me. Well, it irks Bart greatly. <laughs> so, how, how much has everyone picked up in Nakal? I picked up five points. I picked up five as well. So I'm one to point. A lordly nine. <laughs> yeah, two points for me. I now have uh, one in Cthulhu Mythos and one in Nakal. Uh, Spencer? I have two, Nicole. And Jane gets a bit of additional uh, skills because she's reading the briefing packs or the orientation packs for the first time. So you will gain uh, five points in Cthulhu Mythos. So you'll be up to six total. Nice. And uh, you'll gain 10% in other language, Nicole. Okay, is that on top of the 1d6 or just yes. generally? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. We are on 11 in the cow now. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the downside, though, is that between the bits and pieces that the others have been telling you and what you're reading this orientation pack, you are beginning to realise that... There is something to all this. I mean, yeah, you've seen the evidence. You've seen, you know, that inhuman body yourself. But, you know, this is all shaping up not just to be, you know, some kind of global conspiracy and the fact that there are these ancient races running around, but it's all, it's all these hints of other stuff, of these these ancient gods who, you know, are, are there lurking under the surface of reality. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, humanity is completely insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And from what this is saying, you know, everything that you know and love could be wiped away in an instant by powers you can't even understand. Yeah, I'm getting the feeling that I am very, very, very small and insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And Jane is not liking that. So you do lose a D4 points of sanity. Yeah. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it happens sometimes, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Let's roll a D4. Okay, that's two less sanity. Okay. All right. 
So, yeah, I mean, by the time you arrive in Oklahoma City, I mean, Jane is looking quite uh, pale, and it's not just Charles's flying. Nothing wrong with my damn flying. <laughs> uh, he says as another empty whiskey bottle rolls out of the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> Bart just sort of slowly watches the whiskey bottle roll by, looks over at Jane, just... I wish I could say it gets better from here, but... Uh... What? There are no laws for that. I can drink if I want to. Wasn't referring to your flying! Prohibition is still in effect at this stage. It hasn't It hasn't been repealed yet. I mean, there's no law specifically for drinking while flying. It's just not drinking. <laughs> it's as equally as bad, which means it's the same. It's as good. Quickly, someone get a paper bag. <laughs> For the bottle, because I'm going to throw up? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jane Jane is actually just quite quiet and reserved at this point, um, which is quite uncharacteristic, really. She's usually quite bombastic, but she's looking a bit peaky. But against the odds, Charles does get you to Oklahoma City in one piece. And it's mid-morning by the time you land there. Uh, it's not exactly a big airport because, well, this is 1933 and there aren't many big airports yet. And so it's, it's you know, pretty much an overglorified landing strip in a few huts. Uh, what are you doing once you get to Oklahoma City? Are you heading straight off to Bingham like the voice in some of your heads is telling you to? Or are you doing anything else in Oklahoma City before you head off? Well, it would make sense to split up and come and arrive at different times, but whether Jane actually wants to do that is another question. Right, hold your horses. Um, so as, as part of the briefing pack, was there a map of Bingham? Uh, no, not really. Uh, there was a bit of information, yeah, that... Uh, you've got the name of the radio station in Oklahoma City from which this stuff has been broadcast. You've got... Uh, the name of the church in Bingham, obviously the Reverend Cornfield, um, just the location of the city where the train line, sorry, of the town where the train line is, that kind of stuff. But no, there hasn't really been a proper survey done of Bingham. You are the field team that's being sent out to gather information. Okay. Um, so, Charles, I think we're going to go to church. Um, probably the best best bit if we're trying to get indoctrinated. Yeah, that, that just went Australian. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, like we'll we'll go in, we'll go in, we'll be like people that have heard the radio stuff, and we'll go in as they'll think we're stupid and they don't, and we don't really know what we're doing. But really, really, we actually know exactly what's happening. We're not stupid exactly. at all. Exactly, that's all right. So we'll go in, and you just if you see us. Obviously, it'd be hard to see us because our disguises are going to be so good mm -hmm. and we're going to be like right in there with the cult and trusted and stuff. Just don't let on that you know us, yeah? Okay, and we can just uh, charm them into accepting <laughs> us, obviously. Well, I, I did sure. have an idea. Um, you and I, perhaps, should should go as uh, anthropologists of, of an archaeological sense. Uh, having heard of the church, we should uh, perhaps intimate that we see some link to the current religion uh, found in our archaeological studies in South America. Perhaps we could uh, pretend to be visiting uh, academics yeah, work so our way in that way. Show that we're sympathetic, if not at least neutral, 
to their cause. Well, we could certainly lead to that, but uh, also it might help our (laughs) demeanor uh, pass itself. We are visiting strangers from a far land rather than... Eccentric academics. Yes. Of course, they'll love it. Maybe. Could we, um, (laughs) just before we go, because we talked about, like, getting more um, passable clothing. Could we just sort of hand wave? Like, if Ethan and Charles are heading off uh, to just sort of join as supplicants, we'll obviously want a car, we'll want clothes. Can we get proper, like, Archaeology khakis with hats. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I, well, this, this I think, because you are so close now to Bingham. Now, let, actually, there's one thing I should have mentioned when you went through the briefing notes. Is while it didn't tell you much about the church itself, there are some reports in there of people who have heard the Reverend Cornfield's sermons broadcast over the radio and found themselves under an almost supernatural compulsion to go to Bingham. And, yeah, this obviously might be ringing true with two of you. And, uh, yeah, while while you're there in Oklahoma City talking about, you know, whether or not you're going to get new clothing, I think let's have one last power roll then just to see whether you can resist (laughs) the pull of Bingham. Okay. Shit. We're going to... (laughs) Oh. Hey, where the hell's Bart gone? He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. Uh, one sec. So Bart rolled a 92. I'm, I'm calling yes. it now. I think Spencer's okay. going to have to save everybody. He's the only one who's not either an idiot or... I'm okay again. <laughs> I rolled a 33 versus a 55. So Jane is keeping her cool. It, it It is almost exactly what you just joked. I mean, the, the rest of you are there, you know, talking about stuff and Jane turns away to Ooh. discuss a few of the details with the others. And... Uh, yeah, at some point you realise Bart just isn't there anymore. <laughs> what? He he was just here a second ago. What the what the hell, Bart? Uh, wh- Maybe he's where just did he on go? the men's room. Like, is are we in the? Like, I kind of imagine we're just in the middle of the field by the plane, and we see this distant running figure across <laughs> the field. He was, no. he was right here. I, I think it was while you were actually heading off to to Oklahoma City itself, out of the the airport. Or out of the airfield. So, yeah, I mean, at some point, you know, you're going into the city, you know, the, 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 most of you turn one way down the street and then, you know, Bart just seems to have gone somewhere else and you've lost him. Can we say that he's stolen our motorbike? Ooh. <laughs> if the compulsion's oh. that strong. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. If you're up for that, Dave, then yes. But Bart in his, in his completely... Funny, yeah. In in his completely out of place clothing, uh, has stolen a motorbike and is gunning it hard towards me. <laughs> also, and Craig's Greg in the sidecar. Greg is in the sidecar. I feel like I should have a luck roll to make sure to see if that happens. <laughs> Greg's sleeping. Yeah, in the okay. Yeah, that's what we said already. Oh, it's my luck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I succeed on my luck roll. Okay, no. So, merc- mercifully for you, Greg is not asleep in the side. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, he wouldn't be getting there anytime soon. Mm. <laughs> you don't want to be the only person around when Greg gets hungry. No, oh, Greg and I. Have, Greg, I love, Greg likes me. So, just for the rest of us, 
is I mean, is this kind of like full grapes of wrath? All the tenement farmers have been kicked off and the fields have been replaced by, you know, big combine harvesters and stuff. And so there's loads of people being displaced. Is that like a thing right it's- now? I, w- I was going to go into that once you got out of Oklahoma City and into the mm. farmlands itself. We're just thinking, so if me and uh, Ethan are going to hobo this and we're going to jump on a train, um, is it that we'd kind of fit right in, wouldn't we? Oh, like, yeah. This is, there's a whole load of really displaced people and stuff like it that. It is kind Definitely. of the end of Definitely. that, but it's still happening. You know, we've totally missed the opportunity of buying a car and strapping on all the furniture we could find onto the back and having, <laughs> <laughs> having like Ethan stood, sat right at the top. <laughs> Grab a Model T from somewhere. Um, I think Jane might, um, when when Bart kind of makes his getaway, I guess everyone's really like, oh God, what, what the hell just <laughs> happened? And Jane kind of says, I, I think it was the record that we listened to. I've been having these strange feelings ever since. Um, almost like a kind of a, a compulsive... Uh, oh, she's almost not really wanting to say it because it just sounds so weird and embarrassing and like, oh, not quite sure what this is all about. Um, she says, um, yeah, I, I just felt this absolute <laughs> drive to get to Bingham. And I wonder now, thinking that we were listening to the record at the same time, Perhaps it was something to do with that. I don't know. Right, Will, you don't. Spencer, you need to stay with Jane here and you need to look out for her. If you've got some kind of like magic spell over you cast by this snake priest guy, you need to go watch yourself. Bart, Bart will look after himself, or maybe he won't, but you you, uh, you look, Spencer, you, you look after this. I'm this, pretty this sure thing. we're going to find Bart already at the church when we get there. Yes, he'll be completely indoctrinated. I don't know much about spells, he says as uh, he, he, he flicks another uh, a bullet into a into a strip clip. But uh, these 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 are my protection. Um, I the, the best way of getting to Bingham from Oklahoma City is you don't actually have a car. Is probably going to be the train. Mm. Okay, but we'd get actual, you know, plush seats. And... Yes. <laughs> okay. So then, just to recap, uh, Spencer and Jane are getting on board the train as passengers. Uh, Charles and Ethan are going on there with the hobos, you know, trying to dodge the railway balls and just uh, get into one of the freight compartments. And, yeah, Bart is gunning it full steam ahead, straight down towards Bingham on a stolen motorbike. There's a voice. Keeps on calling me. <laughs> down the road. <laughs> where are I always be. <laughs> Every step I take. <laughs> I'm making good friends. Cheating the grave. <laughs> on the open railway. Don't turn around, I'm on the road again. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking that's probably a good place to leave this episode then and then pick up next time as you actually arrive in Bingham. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that I wasn't the only person in the, in the room that <laughs> knew that soundtrack. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, everyone at home, for listening and thank you, everyone here, for playing. I cannot wait to see how this turns out, particularly with uh, Bart heading off on his own with a motorbike. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of annoyed that I've lost the motorbike, <laughs> but that was a perfect, absolutely perfect moment. Um, I'm just regretting that Born to be wild wasn't written yet, by the way. I'm sure it was written about Bart. <laughs> <laughs> 
so again, my name is Joe True. Um, you can contact me on Twitter at HWR Podcast. You can contact me through the Discord, which there's a link in the show notes, um, uh, through the podcast Facebook page, the podcast Reddit page, or on Gmail at howwerollpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Curran, how can people get in touch with you? Is there anything you'd like to share or talk about? Yeah, uh, if anyone wants to get in contact with me, they can find me uh, at Curran's Lines on either Twitter or Instagram, where I've got some artwork. Um, also, I've got a short film where which the social media for will be up by the time this is uh, this is listened to. So it'd be uh, at Unstuffed Films um, for either nice. Twitter or um, or Unstuffed Film, I should say, for Twitter, Facebook, uh, and Instagram. So it'll be like lots of behind the scenes stuff, and and whenever we get into festivals, where 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 it would be playing stuff. So check that out. Fantastic. I'm just uh, it's not coming up now is it not there yet it's not there yet now <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> excited, so I'm going to follow you but okay and uh, Aaron uh, how can people get in touch with you and uh, anything you want to share or talk about uh, absolutely you can go ahead and get in contact with me on the Twitters which is now um, if I can just find it HWR Aaron um, and find me there that's my new twitter handle i'm trying to still get used to it as you can probably tell and you can also get hold of me on the uh on the discord if you just uh message me or or link me there i will definitely see it fantastic and uh dave uh how can people get in touch with you anything you want to share or talk about i am only to be found on our wonderful discord so if you want to ask me a question or just chat uh come and find me there amazing and uh, Camille how can people get in touch with you uh, anything that you'd like to, to mention or plug hello thanks for having me on again um, basically you can find me on Twitter at Camille Breward so that's C-A-M-I-L-L-E-B-R-O-U-A-R-D um, and if you want to hear me and other things you can also hear me on the horror podcast Demipia the Third Age fantastic and uh last but by no means least uh thank you again scott Dord. i cannot wait to see how this plays out how can people get in touch with you and find more of your things oh yes thank you very much joe uh you can find me on twitter at s dorward uh that's s-d-o-r-w-a-r-d um alternatively i do loiter around some of the dark corners of the discord server sometimes uh and if you want to try to find links to all my other online presences you can go to blasphemoustomes.com, which is the website of the Good Friends of Jackson Lies podcast that I share with my good friends Paul Fricker and Matt Sanderson. Thank you so much for listening. We really do hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to hear more of what we do, you can find all of our Call of Cthulhu, our D&D, and much, much more on iTunes, Spotify, and pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. Next week, we'll be returning to Dungeons & Dragons, and we'll be returning to Two-Headed Serpent in two weeks' time. If you can't wait for that long, and you want to hear the right next episode right now, and you want to hear some more Master on Tap, then please check out patreon.com forward slash howwerollpodcast. For about $5 a month, you get early access to all our episodes, and you get secret Patreon content. Content. Secret Patreon content, including our three uh, Patreon exclusive scenarios. This week we've just started our third Patreon exclusive scenario, which is Amid the Ancient Trees with Matthew Sanderson, its writer, um, from the good friends of Jackson Elias as our keeper. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Um, before we go, I want to say a huge thank you to all of our Patreons, including our newest supporters, the disconcertingly real Mr. Spike, Joel Finnis, 
Ethan Doherty and James Vaughan. Thank you so much. Um, we also want to say a big thank you to BattleBars.com, who have provided many of the sound effects and music you've heard today. Um, so please do check them out at BattleBars.com. And we want to say a big thank you to Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms, who have supplied a gold chest code to our to our listeners. So to use it, all you need to do is enter the game and enter this code. Y-A-N-G-I-O-N-S-B-O-L-D. That is all from us. We'll be back soon. Take care. <laughs>